is Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast. I am your humble and gracious host, Shanice. Thanks for tuning in. Before we even get into the episode, I just want to really apologize. The last time I uploaded an episode was the Tupac tribute, and that was on the 15th of June. So when I got off that episode that night, I told you guys um, I was moving that week. So I'm like, um, I'll be going for two weeks and we'll be right back. And it's been over two weeks, so I do want to apologize about that. But I am, I did make it safely to the ATL. I got all situated in my new place. I'm all unpacked. Um, still a couple more things to do, but for the most part, it's done. So it was just a lot. Um, moving from one place to another is hard, but moving across state, moving out of town is just so much. And then you have to set up everything and go change address, do this, do this. And then I actually started a new place um, where I'm working at, but you know, it's cool. Cause I'm, I'm working from home, but it's a lot. Cause it was, it's a different field of what I was doing. So it was so much training. So my mind was all over the place and I was getting irritated cause I'm more of a visual learner and it was so many classes that I had to take and um, like five weeks of training. I started it in when I was in KC, but you know, I had to finish it when I got here, but I'm all good now. You know, I've caught on and everything, but it was, you know, how like you just trying to get to where you just know something like I, it was just it was just a lot with the move, the training, a new job and everything. I haven't even literally when I say I haven't did a pod, I haven't wrote in my book. I just feel like I'm just like been procrastinating, but no more. I'm back. We back on the ball. We got new episodes about to drop. So I really want to apologize. Um, but I am loving loving it here. I'm loving the new scenery. Um, I just got back home not too long ago. I went to um this little restaurant. It was like a lounge, a hookah lounge. It was actually um it's called Escobar. <laughs> Funny enough, we covering narcos today. It was called Escobar's restaurant. It was um it's about two chains owns it. It was so dope. Um when I was walking out, we seen uh the singer Jacquees. I didn't even know who he was. My cousin was like, that's Jacquees. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know who he was. But, yes, it was just cool. Uh, nice atmosphere. One of my best friends is down here. Um, she's been down here for four years. So she I went to. And she's opening up a business at the um, August, September. So I'm definitely going to be shouting her out if you're in the Atlanta area or even if you visit. You know, check her. She's opening up a spa. It's really dope. Um, I been uh, went to go see it. Um, helping her get set up and everything. It is so beautiful, so dope. It's going to be like a spa. So, yeah, definitely, if you're in the Atlanta area or even if you just come visit, definitely I'm going to shout out all all the things that she does there in the area once it opens up for her opening. Um, so, like I said, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, I know it's been all over the place. I didn't come on. I didn't do my Michael Jackson tribute. That meant so much to me. And even with my Tupac tribute, I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was kind of like just straight off the dome. Like I had so much to talk about when it comes to Pac. And um, it, I didn't get it all out because that week was just a fucking mess. Like packing all that stuff up. And then I had more stuff than I thought I had coming out of just money that I didn't know. It was just so much going on. 
So, um, like, my whole vibe was just off. And then I didn't, you know, just being frustrated and sometimes overwhelmed, I didn't want to come bringing that negative energy or just draining energy onto my platform. You know, it's brand new. You know, I, I didn't want to do that. So I'm sorry. Uh, We're going to pick it back up, though. Uh, We're going to do another Pac tribute because I got to talk about Pac all day. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I didn't get to do the Michael Jackson tribute, but I am going to uh, pick up on that. I want that one to be right because that's one of my favorite artists, too. And we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up at a later time, probably for like, because um, I was doing that for like his death anniversary. But on his birthday, we probably just do a birthday tribute like we did for Pac. Um, I got another episode I'm going to drop tomorrow. Uh, today, we're going to be doing our Narcos review. I'll get to that in one moment. Um, Mary J. Blige is another one. Of, come on now. It's Mary J. Um, we're going to check out her documentary, and we're going to discuss that tomorrow. So if you haven't watched it, I haven't watched it either. I'm going to watch it either late tonight or tomorrow, and then we're going to recap that, break that down, talk about it, you know, do what we do on here. So we're going to get to that. I seen uh, Fifth Fifty dropped off. Uh, he dropped his trailer for Power Raising Canaan. So you already know we about to be breaking that down each week, episode by episode. Um, I also seen that you know how we doing our narcos. We we be on the narcos tip, and we broke down every episode of season one of Narcos. Colombia for um, the Medellin cartel. So we already broke that down, and then we got to do two. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I hope you guys don't get mad at me. Um, I'm going to do it right. Um, but we're kind of bit, a little bit behind. And I don't, And you know, it came out a couple years ago. So I know some of you guys like, we already seen this when it first came out. I just let it talk about it and break it down and keep it real. Um, but Narcos Mexico, that's about to drop soon for season three. And that's the one that I've been telling you guys from Jump Street that I really uh wanna just talk about i'm telling you that kiki camarano story broke my fucking heart um just everything that happened with that and i I really want to break that down piece by piece i want to talk about the documentary it's on amazon prime caught the last narc it goes in with that and it goes in with the guadalajara cartel cartel and then when you learn where the, how the Guadalajara cartel got started and then you see where it's at now in today's world, it's so deep, you know, and then it ties back into Pablo. So I want to start getting on to that and I want to get on that right away, especially by they're about to drop season three. So let's break down, you know, Narcos Mexico. Let's move on over there and get on that. And then the powers are about to start joining. So we're going to recap that. And then we have to get into snowfall. We got to start recapping snowfall as soon as possible before they drop season five. So by the time they drop it, you know what I'm saying? We could just meet each week and just talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then just talk about the real stories of what happened behind the scenes. Because like I've been telling you guys from Jump Street, I be wanting to know the real story. I be wanting to talk about the real story. And if you like me, you know, sometimes you don't have nobody to talk to it about. So like, come talk about it with me. Let's 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 talk about it. So, um, on that note, we will get into the show. I don't want to give a long introduction. I just wanted to deeply, like, really apologize because I said I was gonna be off for two weeks. Um, also apologize to myself. Like, I gotta get my dribble right. I gotta get back on point. Like, I can't. Like, but. It, 
this move, it was just all over the place. But everything is fine now. I'm all situated. I'm all unpacked. Um, I got some new equipment for the pod. Uh, so I'm excited. I cannot wait to see where this journey is going to take me on. I want to start having people on and talk about stuff because sometimes you can have a better pie when you have a conversation going. And with my conversation, sometimes it go left field because I always have an unpopular opinion. Like it seems like it's always some type of debate with me. Not a not a, you know, uh argument or debate, but you know, just a friendly debate cuz I always look at stuff from an, another way. I'm kind of like a very unpopular opinion, uh, un- unpopular mind. You know, it is what it is. So I do want to bring um, people on to discuss just different things, you know. Um, but when I was talking about how we're going to break it down today, now we broke down Narcos season one and we did episode by episode, right? But by we're a little bit behind and I want to kind of pick up, pick it up faster, um, instead of, and I'm sure if you've been checking in each week, I'm pretty sure that you've seen it, you know, and then if you were getting off into the episodes we were doing piece by piece, I'm sure you're like, man, this damn girl taking too long. You probably want to watch season two if you hadn't. So what do you guys, I hope you guys don't mind me doing this. Um, what about if we just break down in this episode, the whole season two? We just talk about each episode and then just bring in some fun facts like we always do about the the true story. So I hope you guys don't mind. And we'll just knock knock, um, Narcos season two out in this episode. And then we can move to Narcos Mexico, start breaking down our powers. We're going to definitely do that Mary J. Blige documentary and, you know, just start moving the show along. But I'm already a couple, you know, weeks behind, damn near a month behind um, of what we said we were going to do. So on that note, let's get into the show. I'm not going to drag this out too much longer. I know this. All right. So when we left off, we left off episode 10, season one, right? And we went over everything. And basically, we seen season one. That was Escobar at his his height when he was Escobar. And it showed, it didn't pretty, it showed, it gave a glimpse glimpse of how he became in a cocaine business. And then um, season two is more like his downfall. So we seen on how, you know, from Cockroach, that's how he was introduced to the cocaine. We seen on how him and Gustavo grew their businesses. We seen on how they merged with Gotcha. Carlos later, the Choa brothers. We seen on how loyal all of the Sicarios was to him. We seen on how he was trying to go into politics, and then that was the start of his downfall. We seen on how he started his affair with Valeria, the, the news anchor. We seen on how he was kidnapping some of the most powerful political figures, children and spouses and news anchors, uh, even journalists who would go against him. We seen on how the M19, they went and raided the building and destroyed all the paperwork. So we seen him at the height of his power to where he was able to manipulate and held his power and, create his own fucking prison like who does that and once again 
Pablo was not the most richest drug trafficker ever. He was the most notorious because of his war with the government. It's people who were around at that time who was making more than him. And then, you know, like just from looking from all the stories and everything, Narcos did do a, a great job of breaking that down. We seen that, you know, just from like listening to stories of Pablo, like myself, I always just thought he was the leader of the Medellin cartel, but that wasn't true. He It was put together due to they were trying to stop extradition and then they were trying to stop all of, you know, how the communism, how they had like the guerrilla uh, wars and all of that and how they were be um, kidnappers. So, you know, they made death of the kidnappers when they formed their cartel. So it was a lot of little cartels joining and becoming one big cartel. But we know that you know, some of the main big guys, you know, it was Pablo, Gustavo, their, their, their whole fam, family wise. And then under them were their head Sicarios and under, under, under bosses and everything. Then gotcha. He had his own crew and we see where Navigante, how he switched up. And the reason why he wanted to set up gotcha was to work for the Cali cartel. So we seen how all that unfolded. We seen how Carlos later, how he got set up and captured and i've already explained that that didn't go down like that it was so much more to uh carlos later being locked up and everything he's still locked up to this day i think they let him out here but they had to extradite him to somewhere else i'm not for sure uh i'll, I'll get back to you on that one because we when we started talking about narcos mexico oh don't worry we coming back to colombia because we're going to see how um felix miguel who runs a uh, who who basically he was the co-founder of the Guadalajara cartel. Um, he had to go back to Colombia to go through Pablo. So we're going to kind of go back a little bit to uh not to Colombia, but we're just going to go ahead and start over getting over to Mexico's world. Does that make sense? But we we see how all of that unfolded, right? So to me. I think Pablo's downfall, like it, it was when he tried to enter into politics, but then, then also he still had a hold up, right? Because even when he tried to enter politics, he, he, he basically got to bombing everything, you know, negotiate. He, he basically did a whole negotiation to where he did whatever the hell he wanted to kill dozens of police officers dozens of judges lawyers etc etc and so he had to um get to he got what he wanted five years was in prison a prison that he built he picked his friends to be the police officers like you can't make this shit up like nobody has ever recreated that or, or been been that powerful but another thing was his downfall is we seen one of his head Sicarios, and I'm talking about the show right now. We seen one of his head Sicarios get took down. And not only that, but his main business partner, his best friend, his brother, his, his cousin, Gustavo. When he lost Gustavo, that really uh, sunk that ship even more. And then he fucked up more when he killed his two friends, uh, Fernando the Wolfman and Kiki Mancado. When he killed those two, it was messed up because they were the ones who were running the show and then it showed the other people who were still working for him that it was no loyalty there because it never really was confirmed if 
they had stole that money by so much money was getting buried because Columbia was so small. Even with the taxi companies, when they were laundering money, it was too, they were making too much money. Um, so they were burying so much money. So who knows if they really stole that money or not? I mean, I don't know from, you know, I've watched so many interviews and did so much research, you know, everybody has a different story. Some people said that they were stealing. Some people said that they weren't stealing. And then um, Juan Pablo, um, who is Pablo's son, he does a lot of interviews. I love listening to him. A lot of um, if you don't speak Spanish, a lot of times you have to read. And I don't mind that as well. Um, that's why some people like they don't get you know, if they don't speak Spanish, they don't feel like reading it. But I enjoy because that's to me that makes me pay attention more. Like I literally know every episode. Uh, piece by piece to know what they're about to say because I've watched it over and over because I just love stuff like this but uh Juan Pablo uh who is Pablo's only son um he ended up changing his name to Sebastian um Marquin and he does some really good interviews where he breaks down a lot of stuff um and he said that that didn't happen like that. And before we get to talking about season two, I promise I'm not going to have you guys too long. Um, but by I'm breaking everything down, I just kind of wanted to get everything out on this episode. By we're not doing, you know, piece by piece. He did a video, right? Well, he did a list because he actually ended up coming out with a book. And in the book, he wrote down 28 things of what was false in narcos i'm gonna read them off because i think this is interesting so this is uh pablo escobar's son he lists 28 historical errors and you know one thing i felt that was messed up is even though they did a really good job with the show we have to realize this was the american side this happened in this this happened in Colombia, and then, you know, even when you're making a movie or a show, everything has to be dramatized out. And if you like true facts, like I do, you be wanting to know, like, damn, did that happen for real? What happened? You know, so a lot of stuff was drawn out for Hollywood, even on Pena and Murphy's side, the two American cops. And, you know, in the show, I hated their characters, but I've watched a lot of their interviews, too. And they were very interesting, and they don't seem like, you know, the guys that they made. But, you know, they have to dramatize it to pull us in. But the thing that I felt kind of messed up is that um, his son wanted to be a part of it. He was like, you know, I have old books that my father wrote, old letters that he wrote. Um, I have so many belongings of his. You know, this would be good for the show. And they basically told him no, you know, so it was just like, damn, you know, that could have even made it even better. But, you know, I believe that, you know, it's a lot of politics with that. When he probably was working with P.M. Murphy, they probably didn't want anything to do with his son or they might have would have pulled out. And that's where they got a lot of information from as far as on the law side. So I'm thinking maybe that's why. I don't know. But. When you're taking somebody image like that, you could at least consult it with him. But yeah, he ended up coming out with a book. Um, check out his new book. Uh, it's a couple years old now, but he he tells a lot of stuff too. So if you like in the, you know, the cartels or just want to know, you know, the history of Escobar, look at his son book. Uh, check that out. Support him because he does a lot of interviews and he's been through a lot as a young man. Uh, he he's been through a lot, so. 
this was his list of 28 things that are just historic historical errors i'm just waiting for it to pull up i'm not trying to keep you okay sorry guys i had another glitch in the system i'm getting real irritated i'm sorry um and so we've seen um, Lakika, the girl, she goes and she gets jealous. She calls Pena. She like, I know where Lakika going to be at. They all get together because they know it's something important. And they do a chase down. And basically, Lakika want they him and Lemon gets away and they want to know who snitched. So Lakika goes back. You can tell Lemon knows what he's about to do. He's standing outside and he shoots them ex execution style one by one that's when you seen just the straight savageness come i mean we had seen season one lakika could get down but in in this episode that's when we really meet lakika because remember before the most gruesome one was was blackie and and poison but that's when we, I mean, he killed them girls one by one and they're crying and it was the last one. And she's like, this was the girl across the street. And, um, Lakika, they basically go looking for her and Lemon is trying to tell her like she wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. And they're just going over and over. So that was basically episode one, you know, Pablo get out. He gets taken back over his empire, seeing who's still in his corner. And who he got to go after. P.M. Murphy get that tip. And at the end, it shows Murphy uh, running to the hospital to stop Connie from leaving to go back to the United States, uh, back to Miami. And she's already gone. And he gets into it with a guy in the bathroom and beats him up for no reason, just basically for talking junk. So, episode two, we see that. Tata is starting, starting to get impa impatient on the run, which I don't blame her. You got two little kids, and you going from house to house. Um, you got all these guards always watching you. Like, I mean, even though, you know that that that's how the show was. Of course, it was not like that in reality. But when you look at the show, you like it. it on the show, they tried to make it seem like she was the one who was just when they were um remember when they were in panama under mayo noriega when you go back to the episode i want to say it was number four or five and remember she was like i he was like you don't know what we'll have to do if we go back home and she's like you just have to do what you have to do so you know in the show you like well you wanted to go back but of course you know that's dramatized for television um mrs escobar she stayed in her place that was one thing about this woman she stayed in her place she 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 played that wife role you know and she did in the show too but she really played her role that was the one thing that saved her and her children's lives at the end with the cali cartel is that they said that she always played her position like a wife and never she was the opposite from how they portray judy moncado in, in season two where she was she was involved in the business she um she was involved in the business, you know what I'm saying? She was out for revenge. So she 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 was out in the labs and everything. Mrs. Escobar was nothing like that. So that's one reason why she was able to 
basically get away just promise you know had to pay her pay her debt from his um from his stuff and you know go away so you know season i mean not season two we're, on, we're covering season two episode two we just see them on the run episode two pablo's trying to get <laughs> fernando his poor attorney who just be looking like he's so stressed out to get um you know him to negotiate with Gaveria, and Gaveria is just like not having it. He makes the reward bigger, and then you know from all the mess up on it makes the it makes the you know the United States is over there too. They're DEA agents, so it makes them all look bad on how Escobar escaped from prison. So they basically get a new boss put over there. Murphy is basically suspended for beating somebody, but in a and that that was why I couldn't stand him in the show, not in in real life, but in the show he was always just trying to show his his cop power that like just irritated me you know saying so you in somebody else's country acting like that because remember he beat the guy down who he hit his car and then he beat him down so on the show they made him look like a straight asshole but of course you know it wasn't happening like that that was dramatized for television so in episode uh two you know it just shows him on the run and you know trying to uh, establish back his empire and gaviria is just not willing to negotiate and they get that their new boss, which is um, if you're a soap opera fan, fun fact that's Taya, Del- Taya Delgado. She plays she came from One Life to Live. She's a great actress. She played as the supervisor to uh, Stephen Javier Pena. So episode three, uh, that's when we get back introduced to the Colonel. Remember, he was sent away after he killed Gustavo. And uh, Carillo, he's back, and he's coming back big and bad. And he, uh, you know, it it had been showing how Pablo had all the little kids set up with little with guns and walkie talkie. So they always let him know when something is coming, and they let you know Carillo know what's going on. He comes back, and he basically grabs all the little kids and he shoots one of the little boys. That was just so cold hearted to me. Um, which I'm sure Colonel Martinez was not doing that. Carillo, uh, his character was kind of based off Colonel Martinez, but Colonel Martinez didn't come to the search block to the last year, so he wasn't around all like that. But I'm sure, you know, it was cops like that who hated Pablo because, I mean, let's keep it real, he was killing a lot of cops, and most of them were all brothers, uh, related, fathers, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if you were a cop, I'm sure you did hate him. But, you know, he just showed him killing a little kid and Gaviria and them, you know, they kind of like ignore it, like because they know that make them look bad as they're not going after him and they're playing so dirty to catch one man. So, you know, they go let uh, Pablo know that Carrillo is back. And that's the first time that we actually see him scared and nervous. Then we go to um, episode four and this one was kind of. You, you didn't know what was going on. You know, we thought Lemon was setting Pablo up, but he wasn't, you know, because the girl was so nervous. So he's like, you know what? I got over my head. Look, kicking them is crazy. This shit ain't for me. All I need you to do is let them know where Pablo going to be at. So she go to Murphy and Pena and they set it all up on a wire tape where they hear Pablo's voice saying he will be there. And this is definitely dramatized. This does not happen like this. Colonel Martinez did not die. But in the end, it was all a setup. And they end up killing Colonel Carrillo. 
And that setup was so fucking, I mean, it was so intense because when they were driving, you didn't know what was going to happen. So at the end, you know, it made the girl look like she set it all up, but she didn't. So they basically pay her. They meet her at the church. It looked intimidating. Hell, I was scared for her. I thought she was about to get murdered. But the way they killed Carilio, that was so cold. Like, because uh, it looked like Lemon was setting Pablo up. But instead, they had the bomb go off. And then this, the Sicarios came all over, got the shooting. Episode four was the most intense episode of that you know it was just crazy and then you know how Carilio went down and then at the church at the last scene of that and then it shows you know uh Tata she kind of calms down because you know the big bad wolf is dead then we get to episode five mid-season and Pena is hurt Murphy is hurt Connie's back to console him Carilio's wife comes and she like did he really you know kill a kid and you know they I, for, I forgot that part I'm going kind of going off memory because I was trying to hurry along but yeah Valeria Velez she comes back interviewed a little boy and you know kind of put it out in the media showing that they were that the government was playing dirty but Gaviria kind of ignores it but after Carilio is murdered you know everybody is kind of like we can't this man is too powerful like we took this we took that and, and we we took all this from him and he's still so powerful at at this moment so mid-season five that's when everybody just starts to lose faith that's when tata's brother carlos comes from miami and he tries to get them to leave and pablo is like i am not leaving colombia and tata like i'm not leaving my husband they're adamant they're standing and he's still adamant that he's going to negotiate but at this time gaviria hill he's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> he's smoking cigarettes he's so stressed out and this is when we get introduced to the los pepes the los pepes come and This is when Pablo was jumped, if you ask me, because this is when they all kind of tie together. You know, Pena hooks up with Don Burner. Then they kind of hook up with the Cali cartel. So it's basically like you got the search block. You got the Los Pepes. You got the Cali cartel and they all get together to jump one man. And we're just talking about the bad guys. We're just and not to talk about the search block. We're just talking about the cartel, the Cali cartel. We talking about Don Burner. Cause we talking about half of the Medellin cartel at this time. Right? Like, cause some of them were like getting scared. Then you got the lost Pepe's who were like this militant group. And that's not even mentioning, remember, the U.S. government is over there at this time. You got the United States DEA agents. You got the CIA over there who was playing both sides. You have, it, it was just crazy. You have the military. You have the search block. You have, you have the, the regular Colombian cops. So it took all this to take one man down. And then when it reached to episode six, that's when we get to seeing his hard downfall. So season two was like a drag on for this is the downfall of this man. They get to killing off his people one by one. 
And one of the peoples that we see that they kill is, you know, most of his top-notch Sicarios. And then they leave the Los Pepe sign and execute it, you know, by Escobar. You know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy. And oh, poor Fernando. We see poor Fernando. He's running for his life. And they kill they 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 catch him out of town and they kill him and his son. And that's when Pena just realizes that he's in too deep. You know, he's a cop. And he 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 basically was setting everything up like that. And I think it's a little bit of truth in there. I don't know if he really went that deep into it, but you know, even, you know, Pena on some of his interviews, he said that he, you know, was working with Don Burner. Don Burner was, you know, helping him out. So it probably was a little bit of truth in there, um, to how that went. I don't know, but you know, it seemed like might have been a little troop in there. You know, Navigante was one of his informants. Don Burner was one of his informants. So they all come and they get the killing off one by one. We end up seeing Lakika flip and he's like, I'll just, I'll tell you where Pablo is. Well, first Blackie flips. They turn Blackie after they kill. I mean, they get, the, like I said, the Los Peppies came and they shook shit up. They killed one by one. They caught Escobar at his home. And they end up escaping through a shootout because remember, mom, his mom had to go to church. So they remember they were saying like, "Don't go into town." When she went to church, one of the guys from Las Pepe seen her. They followed her out to the hideout spot, and that's where they get caught. So Tata's brother Carlos get murdered. And then I think after that they show Fernando and his son getting murdered. Then after that, it was just. So many people executed by Escobar. That's what the Los Pepys was leaving the sign around them. And then, you know, Pena was kind of letting them know a heads up of where everything was going to be at. But then after Fernando and his 12-year-old son got murdered, which really happened. I don't know. I don't think his name was Fernando. I don't know. I don't think it was that was his real name. But, yes, uh, one of Pablo's top-notch lawyers, one of his head lawyers, and his 12-year-old son was murdered by the Los Pepes. And also a lot of the kids' school teachers, like anybody who was um, connected to him was getting murdered all around there just to get to him. Because when they all formed that big Los Pepes group, they were just unstoppable. And, you know, the Cali cartel, they're sitting back and, you know, they're they're smiling because, you know, they're behind this too. Then, you know, now Pablo knows, like, you know what, for me to, for me to get down dirty, all right, it's time for war. So he sends his families off and, you know, he gives them all the money, the passports to go to, um, what was it? Was it Germany? I, I forgot. I'm going off memory here. Uh, I want to say, no, it wasn't Germany. They were supposed to go, go get out of this country to where everything was going to be fine and they basically almost made it there but it showed um the government sending murphy to stop them and you know they held them hostage basically and basically put them in harm's way so tata reaches out to valeria to do an interview and talk and then we see valeria murdered right after which was you know not true she was never murdered uh yes her and pablo stopped their they stopped their affair way before that time um she, she actually did a wrote a book 
So if you guys are interested in her love story, Valeria, she has a book and then she also had a movie and Penelope Cruz played her. So she did. Um, she just came out with a movie a few years back and it's based off of their love story. If you guys are interested in that. Um, so then we show they kill Blackie's girlfriend and they just get to killing people back to back to back. So after that, and they're holding, um, his mother and wife hostage pablo's had it again and he gets blackie to go plant another bomb and this was so sad because um this one was true i'm not sure it, of course it probably didn't go down like that but this was the la one of the last bombs he planted they said this was like the weekend where kids were getting ready to go back to school and he put it in the middle of the street the car they planted the bomb in a car and it was a lot of kids out school shopping you know eating it was like on a busy street and when that bomb went off um it killed dozens of people and that's terrible so that's when the government just fucking had it and i think that's like around the time they brought colonel martinez all the way in colonel martinez was supposed to be like how calario was but of course he probably wasn't that you know like he like that but him and his son was actually on a task force together and um that's when he just was all in there so like i said it was just crazy and after that they caught up with blackie they killed his girlfriend and they just got to killing more people so blackie they catch blackie first they catch the um the bomb residue on him so they're like, you got, where's, where's your boss at? And he's like, I am not telling on Patron, <laughs> El Patron. He's like, I am not telling on Don Pablo, but he snitched out Lakika. So by this time we see Lakika start getting nervous and scared. And then Lakika gets snitched out and he just tells on Pablo. So after the last couple episodes, we just got Pablo and his last Sicario, which was the very last one to join them. And you would have thought he was the, the weakest link, but he ended up being the down one to the end. Uh, Lemon. And his family was just stuck at the hotel. So, you know, they're still talking on the phone and they, they know how to get off the phone at a certain time because they'll pick up their location with the signals or whatever. And it made it seem like he was always on the phone with his wife. It showed him, you know, going out of the way, um, getting bags of money from where he had stored, visiting his longtime father. I think that was dramatized. I, um, from what I've done, my research and everything, I don't think that part happened. That probably just was to drag it on out for Hollywood purposes. But it really was just him and Lemon left. And also how they made it seem like he was always on the phone with his wife. Yes, he was. But another person he stayed on the phone with constantly is Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo, his son, because he was actually a little bit older than that. Then they made him look like a little boy on the show. So he actually was on the phone with him nonstop. And that's what his um, son always said. It's like my father, he killed himself. He always said that, you know, if he went out, he was going to do um he was gonna shoot himself in the ear um and the way how he describes it you know he did have that bullet hole you know going through but towards the end it was just it was like even though like you know he was a bad guy or whatever so they say it was just sad you know it was sad to watch the downfall i feel bad for him but it was sad because he was like 
it was junk, you know. You think about it, they had to bring all those guys. And in that time of his death, he was like worth $30 billion at that time. And that was in 1993. And that's equivalent to $64 billion as of 2021. That shit is crazy. And then we, uh, Pablo, and I said this since we started covering episode one, he was born December 1st. And he died December 2nd. Come on now. That's crazy. Uh, it's like, if, if you're in a numerology, look at this. Pablo was born December 1st, 1949. He died December 2nd, 1993. 1993, the year was 1949. If you take it, that's like 1994. If that ain't no numerology stuff, hey, it crazy, right? But yeah, that was crazy. And, and you know, that's when we just seen the downfall. And to kind of sum it up, yes, his family really was getting held hostage like that. Um, they wouldn't let them leave the hotel. You know, they were putting them in harm's way, if you ask me. They say they was protecting them, but just how they was letting those lust peppies, they were letting them, like, just kill so many people. And that's when I just feel like that's messed up to kill. You know, for one man, they were going out killing a lot of people as well. Like, that, that shit was sad. And um, Navigante, so towards season two, then we see what his whole method was and why he set up Gotcha. It was to probably to go work for the Cali Cartel. They might have offered him more. Because remember, um, Gotcha, I already said before, he was really powerful. And he actually had more money than Escobar. He was more richer. And they say that he had something to do with the plane, the Avianca plane, the bomb, you know, the plane bombing. Lakika is still locked up to this day. He did not go out snitching. He actually got locked up in the United States. He came over to the United States to do a hit, and he got caught, and he is locked up to this day. Uh, Blackie, I don't know if Blackie stitched like that, but towards the end, um, a lot of the Sicarios were just turning themselves in because they were offering them so much immunity and this and this and so many deals just so they could get Pablo. So a lot of the Sicarios were going to turn turning themselves in. Popeye, who was based off of poison, he turned himself in. He did not get caught. He turned himself in. That's how he was able to get that sweet deal. He killed 250 people and he was out with a with a YouTube channel. So that just shows you right there. Um, crazy, right? And then, you know, how they showed the real footage. Like a lot, some of that was real footage. You know, you seen Pablo, he's a billionaire man. And then how they were just going from house to house and it showed little Manuela so cold and he burnt $2 million to keep her warm. His son said that was false. I don't know if that happened for not, for his son said it was false. He was there. I wasn't, so he would know. Uh, it, his story it's just so deep. Like I've, I've done so much research on this man It's crazy. Um, so like I said, he was definitely not the, they try to portray. He was not the most wealthiest, richest trafficker, but what he was is the most notorious because of the, the war that he had up on the government. I mean, he had the whole government scared of him. So by the time of his death, like I said, they had to basically combine a whole military plan to take him down. The Los Pepes and the Los Pepes were a group of different cartel members. And then also of those two brothers who had like a, a military guerrilla family of their own, um, you know, like a, um, 
not an M19, but you know, like the Gorilla Clan, how on what they call them. And they had the search block. They had the the Cali Cartel, all of their members. They had the military. So they had to do all this just to take this one man down. And he was just down to like one Sicario at that time. And, you know, his murder was, uh, if you want to call it a suicide, if you go off the family's theory or the murder from the cops theory, you know, they have all of that on real footage. And you see him running across shooting um, barefoot. He had gained weight by then, you know, looking scruffy because he was on a run going from house to house. Uh, this guy, George, George Valdez, he was a part of the cartel at the time. He's still alive. He has a YouTube channel and he breaks down a lot of stuff as well. And he said that, um, Pablo was not, everybody was still protecting him. Like he could go from any house. They would just let him walk in. He had plenty of places to go. He believes he committed suicide too, just to let his family free because he wasn't able to move free because, um, he was a family man to the end. So like with them holding his wife, and kids hostage like they did that was more smarter on their part and help them out because they know that he couldn't he couldn't terrorize and do everything because he, he would put his family before him on certain things so like with them holding them hostage in that hotel not letting them leave the government he he, he wouldn't you know he wouldn't strike mayhem like that because he, he wanted his family out of the country and if they would have got out of the country there's no telling what he would have did so that was basically season two, just basically the downfall. Uh, I don't want to cover season three of Narcos with Cali Cartel. They went down a year later. Uh, they went down a year later. I, I didn't get off into that story. I didn't really like Pacho, uh, the two brothers. Uh, yeah. So, and then we, we see so much of Pacho when we're going to be covering Narcos, Mexico. We're going to see them then. And then we're going to still talk about Pablo because they're, you know, his story is in there too. But yeah, season two is just the downfall of Mr. Escobar. And you've seen all the brutal murders. And I liked how they showed the real footage. Um, but now that we've talked about season two, let's go over Juan Pablo's list of the 28 historical eras that they did have. I've been kind of like saying what's true and not true. But, you know, let's li um, go over his his list of 28 things uh, that was true. This is a really good list. Let me just pull it up. Just one moment. All right. So here is the list. So he says, Carlos Hananio was my maternal uncle and he was not a drug dealer. He's cracked up to be in the series. So remember in episode, um, in the middle of the episode, uh, Tata brother Carlos came and he was trying to get them to go back to Miami. So uh, Juan Pablo said that, you know, his uncle was, you know, a good man. He was not, you know, just some drug dealer, you know, how they made it, made him be. Um, that was his sister's. I mean, his, his mom's brother, sorry. So that was number one. That was what he said. Number two, he said what was false was my father was not a supporter of the Atlético National, but of the independent Medellin. So um, he's letting, letting people know that they had that part wrong in the show. <clears throat> that was number two. Number three. Lakika was arrested in New York on September 24th, 1991, at the time of my father's escape from 
La Catastro, which is the prison, in 1992. So, like, that's what I was saying before. Lakika, Lakika did not go out snitching like how they made him in the episode. That was one of his most loyal, they're probably one of his favorite Sicarios. Um, uh, he's still in there to his day. Um, what they have him on the most they have him on a couple of things, but I, I want to say the most thing that they do have him on is uh, the, the Avianca pl- uh, plane bombing, and he denies it to this day. I'm sure there's more to that because on a lot of other things that I've researched, they said that they thought Gotcha could have been behind that as well, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just um, going off of just a couple of things that I've read and different little things or interviews I might have seen. So that was number three, what he said. This is something else that he said. He said, on the escape of the La Cathatro, and that is the prison. I, I, I'm not pronouncing it right, probably, but he's the prison. Uh, the confrontation was not that big. Only a keeper of the prison died. There was no clash. My father had no contacts, no help from the law to escape. Now, that's what his son said, but I don't, I don't know about that one. Because how he escaped prison, that, that was crazy. Then he goes to the next one and he said Lemon, which remember was the last guy, the, the taxi driver who came last, was a worker of Roberto Aceto, elder brother of my father. He worked for him as a driver for 20 years. He did not appear, nor was he recruited later by the family, but many years ago. So he's saying that that was false. Look, he couldn't go to the brothel and just get lemon and he didn't come around the last year. He had been around for 20 years in her family. And that's another thing that they did not go into detail about. Pablo's brothers were very involved with the cartel. Um, and they only make it seem like it was just him and Gustavo. But yeah, he had a few um, brothers and they were all involved as well. But he's saying that lemon just didn't come, you know, just come around out of nowhere he had been uh, um, around and he was a worker of Roberto which was Pablo's older brother so that was another thing that they had wrong as well I'm gonna go to the next thing give me one moment he says it is not true that the Medellin car the Medellin and the Cali will negotiate to stay in Miami and New York respectively The truth is that even today, the market for prohibited drugs is still so big that there will always be a a deficit of drug dealers. Because you know how, I guess what he's trying to say is that they didn't have a true, they didn't negotiate a truce where, you know, he would be in Miami and New York. Because remember, that's that's what started him in Pacho's argument in season one, where Pablo was mad because they had been selling out of Miami, but he's saying that. You know, they didn't have a truce. They were all over. But they do say that Pablo's main demographic, his, his main customers were Miami and that the Cali cartel did have a lot of connections with New York. So I'm just reading his list. Go to the next one. Okay. He says the CIA didn't tell the Castano brothers about Los Pepes. It was a uh, Fidel Cast. Um, I'm sorry. It was Fidel Castano who decided to, with the complicity of the Cali cartel and the local authorities and foreigners who turned a blind eye to thousands of crimes. I can really believe that. So remember, in season two, uh, I kind of just glanced over it. Of course, we didn't break this down piece by piece, but 
if you haven't watched it go watch it um it, it does show that the cia was the one who got the castanos brothers to get the los pepes but he's saying that it was fidel castano one of those brothers ended up disappearing too i don't even they like they never found his body um i don't think it was fidel i have to look look back that up and i'll, I'll let you guys know um let me go to the next one He says, my mother never bought or used a weapon. Everything is about everything about this is a lie. She never um, even shot a gun, which remember I had been saying that Tata, uh, she was straight. You know, they just made her up for Hollywood. His wife played the, the, the wife role. When I said a wife role, that was one of the reasons that the Carly cartel let her off. They were, they were intending on murdering his whole family that was left because they didn't want um, no one to come and try to do payback. And that's one reason why at first they did tell her like you and little Manuela can leave, but we have to kill Juan Pablo because he can come for revenge one day. And she begged and pleaded for her son to go. And the promise was that they would never return to Colombia again. He did end up returning to Colombia again. And he actually ended up meeting with um, Galan's son, him and Galan's son. And that's really big, you know, because Galan was murdered, you know, when he was running for president. Him and Galan, son even end up speaking and, you know, end up talking, you know, and just talking about everything that happened. And that's really big. And then he also end up meeting with, uh, <laughs> what's my man name? I can't think of his name right now. Uh, you know, the guy who flew all the planes for the CIA, um, the one from Baton Rouge. Uh, I'll look him up in a minute. I can't think of his name right now. But he met with his son as well, and they called a truce. And he was like, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, my dad, you know, he, he shouldn't have did what he did, you know, as well. They were all in the wrong. So that was big because Juan Pablo, he was threatened that if he ever returned to Colombia, that he would be murdered. But, you know, he went, he took a totally different path. And I think one of the reasons why they were after uh, Juan Pablo is because the, the day that they uh, killed Escobar, he went on, like, the radio and he had got to giving out threats. And, you know, normally they wouldn't take that serious from a teenage boy. But this is Pablo's son. <laughs> so they probably took that threat very serious. But, you know, Mrs. Escobar was able to talk them into letting them go. <clears throat> this is another son, uh, another one that he said that was historical error. He said, sorry, my phone keeps going off, you guys. Um, he says, my father didn't personally kill uh, Colonel Carrillo, as they call him in the series, which is true. Uh, Colonel Carrillo, Carrillo, he was uh, a fictional character. You know, that was based off Colonel Martinez. And Colonel Martinez and his son are both, both alive. Going to the next one. All right, this one is a little longer. He says, my father was wrong in ordering the death of those who were in his, who were his partners and lenders. Mancado and Galeano, which remember was uh, Fernando the Wolfman and Kiki Mancada, um, the pair were kidnapped by the Cali cartel and to be released alive. They promised information <clears throat> on Pablo, phone records um, below <clears throat> change in loyalties. 
My father still decided to forgive the life of Makata at the last minute, but by the time he got the order to stop his murder, the death had already been found to him. So he's saying that that murder didn't go down like that. I don't know. He's saying that they that the Cali cartel did it. So I don't know. Um, this is another one that he says. At the end of these days, my father was alone, not surrounded by his bandits, because you know that's what he called his crew, bandits, not surrounded by his bandits as shown. Almost all of his band, with the exception of Anna Halito um, and Chapo, they either were had been surrendered or dead. And that's true. Um, most of the Sicarios towards the end, they were all murdered by the Los Pepes or they either surrendered. Um, they didn't portray Angelito and Chapo. So I don't know who those guys were um, by name from the research I've done. But I, I just find it funny that they didn't really show Pablo's brothers like that. Um, this is another thing that he said. He said there was no such comfort in the days after the escape of the of the prison. We were living in the slums, not in mansions. Probably because, you know, on the show, they showed them going from nice house to mansion to mansion. But he owned over 300 homes. So I don't know. He says the story of Leon in Miami is a lie. He did not live in the USA. And he was and he was a man of absolute faithful, faithful and brave in the service of my father. He died after being kidnapped and tortured by the Castanos in Medellin. So that was the lion. Remember the lion was murdered um, towards the end. The lion was the guy who was um, who uh, kept going back and forth to Miami. Remember with the jackets, he had all the cocaine in his jackets at Pablo's. So he was born in season one, but he got murdered in season two. So he said, no, that that didn't happen like that. The Castanos brothers um, killed him in Medellin. And he was very loyal. He wasn't like, because remember, they made it seem like he betrayed Pablo. He said he did not do that. And that he never even lived in the USA. He was living in Colombia. All right. The next thing he says is the list. And it kind of goes slow because I have to watch the video of it and read it. So that's why I'm pausing. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. He says, my father never threatened the people of Cali. He put out a statement stating that his wife and part of his family were also originally from the area. My father never threatened the people of Cali. He put out a statement saying that his wife and part of his family were also originally from that area. So I guess that's probably when he was showing the threats to the Cali cartel. I remember they showed him putting a bomb at one of the Cali, uh, one of the uh, the two brothers, one of their children's uh, weddings. Remember at the end, so he's saying that was not true. He also says uh, Ricardo Prescus was already dead by the time they show it. He had a brother who was a doctor, and he was a good man by the actions of his brother, but he wasn't a part of Pablo's band. So those were the two guys that were towards the end. Remember the one they caught the doctor who was doing all the hits on the people, um, and they got the Mikado, uh, what was his name, Judy's brother. Remember Judy's brother who was talking all that stuff? And so those are the guys he's talking about then, that they weren't portrayed the right way, I'm guessing. 
He also says, my dad never attacked the daughter of Gilberto Rodriguez at his wedding, not in real life or any member of his family. So that's what I was just saying, actually, that um, they said that that bomb at the wedding in, in Cali never happened. So that that never happened. That's what he says. I don't know. I know that the Cali cartel and the Medellin cartel were going back and forth, back and forth. And it seemed like they got to come in harder um, after, you know, all the other big guys were gone, especially Gotcha. All right. He also says, um, my father never forced us to stay with him underground. He always thought just, <clears throat> he always thought just like my mother, the best thing was that we be educated and other opportunities for the best for us. So he's saying that they weren't forced to like go from house to house with them. And I keep pausing and kind of glitching because how I'm reading it, I have to pause it and it puts all the errors over the writing. So I kind of have to like, Kind of read kind of quickly. He also says we were in a single shooting. We were in a single shooting with my father, but not similar to the one in the show. So I'm thinking that he's talking about, remember when the Los Pepes came after um, his mother went to jail and um, not jail. His mother went to church that night. And remember when they came back shooting the whole house up in uh Tata's brother was murdered so he said it, it was one shooting that they were in and it wasn't anything like that he also says the show put the attack on the discount in the year 1993 when in fact the attack occurred between 1988 and 89 and that is very true I mean they did kind of have to jump around it is a tv show as well because um even on how they try to make it seem like Agent Murphy was just over there the whole time he wasn't I don't think he came until like the last year he wasn't over there that whole time like from the 80s until <clears throat> 93 of the murder of Pablo this was a shocker when I read this one. He says, my, my paternal grandmother betrayed my father and allied himself with his elder, uh, and a lot. See, and then it's how they wrote it too. And I'm guessing allied herself with her eldest son. He negotiated with the Los Pepes. So I'm guessing that the grandmother and the, the oldest son allied themselves with the ne negotiated and allied themselves with the Coplos Pepe's. I don't know. I'm just reading this because, you know, um, they say how much his mother loved him and they have her all over the news breaking down crying when they sh um and i wish they would have showed that in the show they showed everything else i guess they wasn't trying to glorify you know pablo but after he murdered after he you know the death he you know his death it showed so many people at his um funeral he still had on the same clothes he was um from from that roof and they were just kissing him, rubbing his feet. I mean, it was crazy. And, you know, it showed her breaking down, you know, saying how much of a good son her son wasn't, you know, everything that they portrayed. So I'm just reading this. I don't know, you know, what was the family drama. I imagine that had to be some intense, intense uh, stuff with knowing with the Los Pepe's out to get you and everything else. I imagine that whole scenario had to be crazy and, you know. He also says the trip to journey to Germany was not like this. My paternal grandmother didn't travel with us. So remember on how they're showing that it was his wife and children and mother. He's saying that the grandmother wasn't with them. 
The district of attorney's um, office of Columbia did not want to help us as much as shown in the show. The office was completely affiliated by the Cali cartel. I can believe that. Um, he also says my mom never talked to Virginia Valio. I'm thinking that's Valeria. Virginia Valio was her real name. It was almost a decade that my father had no contact with her and who was a lover at the same time at the head at the head of the, she was also a lover at the same time of the heads of the cali cartel hmm i don't know maybe that's why they made it seem like she was dating um not dating but meeting pacho um he also says at the hotel my father didn't send us phones i was hanging up on him every time he called me to protect him but he turned out to be uh whimsical and stayed longer than prudent the line knowing that it would be tracked the phone is death he told me all my life no journalist was murdered in front of the hotel Remember when they were at the hotel and then they showing all the journalists murdered like Valeria and them. He also says my father was never mis my father never mistreated his parents, never ex exited a conversation in the tone or sense. He also says the person who saved us was Miguel Rodriguez. Now Gilberto, on that occasion, they stripped us out of our inherited property and shared the money as part of the spoils of war so it was the other brother my grandma says to him in the series that it was my mother who betrayed my father when in real life it was my paternal grandmother and their children who contacted the cali cartel And I think that was the last one. They kind of kept it on that one for a long time. <laughs> um, and if you want to go read it for yourself, um, it's on YouTube under Narcos. Pablo Escobar's son lists 28 historical errors. It's also in his last book that he wrote. I do, um, so that was just talking about season two of Narcos. I hope you guys enjoyed it. But yeah, those were 28 historical errors that he said they made. Um, also... You know, um, I just didn't want to go over episode one by one by I'm already a month behind of what we had already discussed. We were going to be talking about and I'm sure that you probably already seen it. So that was basically season one. We seen him reign power control. We seen how he came up season two. We seen the long downfall of Mr. Escobar. We seen how the lost Pepe's and all of them formed uh and united to bring him down so yeah that was crazy uh it was a really good episode a re really good show i didn't like season three i think they could have kept that one um i don't even know anybody who liked season three who i talked to season three was just just, just a mess um I, I I wasn't a fan of it. And then in Narcos Mexico, we see so much Apacho. We don't see the rest of them, but we see so much Apacho. And he's the one who kind of like stands out the most from the Cali cartel. Um, but yeah, his uh his son said a lot. <laughs> so you can take it, you know, and he, he does a lot of interviews. He 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 um he does a lot of interviews. He speaks really well. Um I, I like hearing him talk because 
he, he, you know, that just to think about how they have to go in hiding like that. And, you know, they were kids and, you know, at least Juan Pablo got to see some of the glories of the good life. But little Manuela, she was such a baby when the war was starting and just she was always, always going from house to house or having to duck stuff. And then by the time she was older, they were on the run and they had to change their names because even like, I think they went to a couple different countries and they weren't welcome just because of who their father was. You know, that's just crazy knowing that you can't enter a country just because of who your husband or who your father was. And, you know, everybody looks at you like you're just evil. And, you know, these were just kids and his wife, she didn't have anything to do with the business. She wasn't Judy Moncado, you know, Judy Moncado, she was with the shit, you know, she was, at the lab she was putting stuff together she was calling hits but his wife was nothing like that so and i just i wish they would have put more of, of his other family in there but i know they can't do it all but i think they did a really good job i think they really did a really good job they showed showed a lot um it was dramatized out good but yeah so now we discussed season two the whole season two we kind of just glanced over and just went over some fun facts we are going to start on Narcos Mexico this week. I'm going to drop the Mary J. Blige podcast tomorrow. We'll do an episode of Narcos Mexico this week as well. I'm going out of town for a couple of days, but I'm still going to do an episode when I get back. We're going to do Power, Raising Canaan. Um, I know a lot of you guys were checking out the crew summer reviews. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you stick in in this. You know, um, I, I like to, this is more my, my lane shows like this. Um, so if you were tuning in from crew summer, please keep tuning in. I like other stuff too. Um, if, if you like the, the drama shows like that, you know, I'll discuss them. Um, the ones now that they come out, they're just not like back in the day, you know, like on, on drama, you know, and shows like that. I'll talk about them as well. But yeah, the cruel summer, I just, I enjoyed it for the most part. I hated the, the ending. I kind of hated how they, you know, but yeah, I know a lot of my listeners was coming for the cruel summers, but yeah, I'm really like into this type of stuff. So please continue to check me out. Episodes will definitely start dropping back each week. I'm sorry again. I was going for a month. I just had to get situated. I'm all trained on a new on a new job now. Um, I got I'm all situated, so I will be back on a regular basis. Um, I'm sorry for all the errors in um the episode today. My system kept messing up, and um, I'm just gonna go ahead and put the episode out. Uh, this was kind of a longer one. So I'm just going to go ahead and put it out. Uh, you know me. I like to just be real and just let you guys know what's going on. I had a few glitches in the system, so it might have skipped over a couple things. I, I think um, it irritated me, too, because I think um, the little part got deleted by accident because I'm recording off a new device. Um, and it was when I was talking about how Lakika was one of um, Pablo's head Sicarios. I think that got cut out. Um, I'm going to have to go back over it, but if it did, I'm not going to go back to recording that when I was just talking about how loyal Lakika was to Pablo, but I think that part got messed up when I got cut off. So I want to apologize for that. Don't forget, if you want to look me up on social medias, you can follow me on IG, Sunder Alicia Shanice. 
um you can follow me on facebook or send me a friend request just if you hit me up on facebook just inbox me just let me know hey i was listening to your podcast i accept you quick i don't accept everybody on facebook but if you want to you know some people don't do ig they'd rather do facebook so that's fine too i want to be in contact with my listeners i want your feedback i want you to know what you guys think um you know I want to know you. So, you know, if you follow, if you hit me up on Facebook, just inbox me because I just don't accept everybody. But if you tell me that it's from the podcast, I promise I'll accept you right away. Um, follow me on IG. Everything is under Alicia Shanice. Don't forget, if you fuck with Spotify, I, I you know I make out my Spotify playlist. Everything is under Shanice Loves, under all my my playlists. I'll start um, sharing some of them in the, in the descriptions of the pod as well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i'm so happy to be back back with you guys i'm sorry i was off off for a month next podcast i'm gonna have this new equipment under control i just got everything hooked up and it got the messing up so i think a little bit got cut out i'm so sorry but um you know peace and love to you guys stay safe out there i hope you enjoy this episode and i will be back on tomorrow we're gonna be breaking down the documentary of mjb mary j blige so um if you want to go ahead on amazon prime and check that out uh check it out and we'll discuss it tomorrow and on that note i am out i hope you enjoyed this episode of the breakdown of season two narcos and we are not done with pablo I know I branched through this is just because I was so behind. Yeah, but don't forget, we're still covering Narcos. We're just moving to Mexico because I'm trying to hurry up and um, get it done because they about to um, drop season three. But if you've seen it, you know that Pablo kind of shows up in season two. So we're going to still talk about Pablo because, you know, that's that's a big deal. Then when we get to Snowfall, we're going to see how it all kind of tie together. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited. Um Please keep tuning in. Um, Thanks for checking this out. I thank you so much for your support. And on that note, it's your girl Shanice and I am out.